This program is made possible by Bible Way Media, overseen by the Uliga Church of Christ in Uliga, Oklahoma. You are listening to Diligent Teacher with my mom, Lisa Earl. Hello, ladies. I'm Lisa Earl, and you are listening to the Diligent Teacher Podcast. Genesis 20 is eye-opening in several ways. The chapter starts off by saying, And Abraham journeyed from there to the south, and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur, and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech king of Gerar sent and took Sarah. First off, we see here that Abraham said to the people of Gerar that Sarah was his sister. This wasn't completely false, because she was his half-sister, but he didn't tell the whole truth. If you remember, this same scenario happened in chapter 12 of Genesis. There, Abraham and Sarah were in Egypt, and they told that same half-truth. Pharaoh took her, and God plagued the house of Pharaoh, until Pharaoh told Abraham to take her and go. Rightfully so, Pharaoh was upset with Abraham, because he might have taken Sarah as his wife. But moving forward to chapter 20, we see that Abraham didn't learn his lesson the first time. He was afraid of the men of Gerar, and that they might hurt him, because Sarah was very beautiful. Instead, Abimelech took Sarah. In verse 3, God speaks to Abimelech in a dream. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, you will, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, She is my sister? And she, even she herself, said, He is my brother? In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore I did not let you touch her. Now therefore restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours." Abraham, in his half-truth, did not only hurt him because Sarah was taken away by Abimelech, but it also reached to Abimelech because he took another man's wife. So many times we don't realize how far-reaching sin can be. What is eye-opening in this passage is that God tells Abimelech that he will die if he does not give Sarah back to Abraham, even though Abimelech didn't know. But God also gave him an out so that he can make it right. Even though Abimelech didn't know that he what he was doing was wrong, he still had to make it right once he understood. Let's continue reading in verse 8. So Abimelech rose early in the morning, called all his servants, and told all these things in their hearing. And the men were very much afraid. And Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? How have I offended you that you have brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view that you have done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will kill me on account of my wife. But indeed, she is truly my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to pass, when God caused me to wander from my, from my father's house, that I said to her, This is your kindness that you should do for me in every place wherever we go. Say of me, he is my brother. Abimelech was so upset about Sarah being Abraham's wife that he asked him how they had offended him, and then asked Abraham if he had a motive. 
The half-truth strikes again by making Abraham look like he was trying to bring reproach upon Abimelech's country, and then also by making Abraham look like he had a sinister plan. I wonder what would have happened if Abraham had just told the whole truth in the first place. God had promised him a country. He had promised him a nation. God was not going to let Abraham get killed by some lowlife that just wanted Sarah for himself. Abraham had forgotten the big picture at this point. He was giving into the fear of what could happen. Pharaoh was left with a bitter taste about Abraham, and now Abimelech is left with that same taste. Let's finish up the passage, and then we will consider a couple more things. Verse 14. Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male and female servants, and gave them to Abraham, and he restored Sarah his wife to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. Then to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you, and before everybody. Thus she was rebuked. So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants. Then they bore children, for the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Abimelech ended up paying restitution to Abraham. God had punished Abimelech and his house for the sin that he was ignorant of. Again, that pesky half-truth brought much sadness. One of the most eye-opening lessons we can learn from this passage is that Abimelech was punished even though he didn't know he had done anything wrong. He had to make it right even though he didn't know that Sarah was Abraham's wife. As children of God, it is our responsibility to find out the truth. It is our responsibility to make things right when we sin, even unknowingly. The world would have us believe that everything is covered by grace, and while grace does work in our lives, it doesn't blindingly cover everything everyone does. We have to be actively trying to do God's will. We have to be actively growing and flourishing for God. Ignorance is not an excuse. Our very souls are in our own hands, and we have to make the decision of how important that is to us. We can't bury our heads in the sand and make excuses. Oh, the Bible is too long. I can't possibly know everything God has to say. My preacher will tell me what I need to know. God will understand. Every one of those attitudes are condemning to our souls. Another lesson we can learn is that even half-truths wreak destruction. Twice Abraham made that mistake, and then Isaac also made that mistake. Abraham's itty-bitty half-truth And let's be honest here, it was a lie, because it wasn't the truth, and it was told with a motive to make someone else believe something that was false. But his half-truth hurt him, because Sarah was taken. It hurt Sarah, because Sarah was taken. It hurt Abimelech, because he didn't know, and God punished him. It hurt Abimelech's house, because God closed up all of their wombs. It hurt Abimelech, because he had to make restitution. It hurt Abraham, because it made him look vile. You see, the results of sin even one that is so small in our minds, travel. That little half-truth made its way through Abraham and Sarah, through Abimelech, and then through his whole house, including his servants. How sad it must have been for Abraham to see the results of his choice. We are children of God, and as such, we should always be looking for God's word. If we have a question, look to God's word for the answer. If we have a problem, look to God's word for the solution. If we are happy, look to God's word to rejoice. If we are afraid, look to God's word and remember all of the promises he gives us if we are faithful. 
we would do well to remember who God is and what He does for us before letting the cares of the world guide our actions. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and always remember to teach them diligently. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find out more about Bible Way Media at BibleWayMedia.org.